0: Answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters. With co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833 99 Worth. That's 833 99
1: W O R T H. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are um, with us. This is uh, our Halloween special. Okay actually I haven't even thought about anything about Halloween but I just realized that it's the 31st and uh, we are both here in in studio um doing our uh show and so
2: uh I had a conversation with my I wife mean, right
1: now it's not we this is being aired on the 31st on Halloween but
2: yes yes yeah. so I said the financial that, program I said so we're we're yeah this is a taped show but if you can call in you call in I'll tell you how we the, the mechanism works you call in we do it like television does they record several shows at a time,
1: Yes, line up all the guests at well, a time.
2: And then how do we have live callers? People call in the and same, they just schedule a time for them to 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 talk to us. It's pretty easy. It actually, it's really easy.
1: I mean, I've never been on Mori Povich or any of those daytime things, okay, but I think they thank, do this. Thank
2: goodness. <laughs> do they, is he still, I don't even have any idea what those shows are like. I don't. Uh. So uh, I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, let's go, let's go way over ha- Halloween weekend. She said, we cannot go way over Halloween weekend. Why? Can- she said, "Who's going to give the candy to the trick or, tra- no trick or, tra- or treaters. treaters?" So she said, you "Can't go trick or
1: treating." She said, "Who's going to give the candy to the trick or treaters?" I said, <laughs> You're in "A hazmat suit." <laughs> Actually, that to the kids, all come
2: dressed as hazmat
1: uh, workers. What a strange time we're all living, and uh, what a strange time. Well, that. and it is—it's real. Well, Of course, it's real. It's real. It's real. And it's amazing how well the economy is doing in spite of all this. Yes. I mean, many businesses are doing just fine. I mean, we're fortunate to be in an industry that like – we, I mean, we, we use uh, – the vast majority of our employees are still working remotely from home, as I am most of the time. We come into the studio. That's about the only time I come in. And then uh, – there, every once in a while, there are a handful of clients that really want to come in and sit in person. So we are socially distanced and masked up and all that stuff. But the most of the uh, uh, communication we have, both with each other as well as with our clients, is is over
2: video uh, call quite, and phone call. Quite frankly, Scott, I actually mi- I do miss the in person thing a little bit. Oh, I totally do. Yeah, I miss it.
1: Uh, yeah, I I, miss uh, it. and as the months go on, I'm I'm a very social person. I I get I've learned about myself that I get depressed. When I'm alone? Yes. And I used to try to change that about myself. And then it's funny, as you get older, you realize that this is <laughs> yeah. probably not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that right? <laughs> Haven't you felt the same? It's probably, oh, these yeah. attributes probably aren't going to change all that much. Yeah. But um, in any case, my point is, uh, if, if you've thought about having a, a conversation with an advisor. Um, Just call our show. <laughs> That or, or reach out to Allworth, go to allworthfinancial.com. And schedule a 15-minute conversation. Yeah, if
2: you would like with an advisor, no it's, charge. It's, Just yeah, it's, it's easy. It's a Zoom meeting or it's a phone meeting. Um, it's easy to do. Lots of people actually take advantage of it, and they'll talk to an advisor for 15 minutes, and they'll ask one or two questions, or some people want to get a little bit more in-depth and want a full financial plan, and then the advisor will actually explain how that works. Yeah. What we charge for it and what your outcome anyway, should be. I, th-
1: just, I realized that we're at the start of the show giving a pitch first. So what it started oh, to sound right. like. That wasn't the objective.
2: Our objective is to make
1: this a great program for you as you are taking your time listening to the show. And we've got great calls lined up and they have a great, good program. And if you want to like to join and be a caller sometime, have a question for us, you can call and we'll schedule a time to take your call and um, put you on the air as well. 833-99-WORTH is the number. 833-99-WORTH. Numerically, it's eight three three triple nine six seven eight four. 6784 if you forget all that, go to allworthfinancial.com, and you'll figure out how to move forward from there. Uh, let's start off with calls. Let's go to Paul. Paul, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
3: Hi, hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We
1: are We are really good, actually.
3: I'm good. Well good. I I, I'm good. okay.
1: <laughs> what can we do for you? Yeah, you're okay.
3: Good. I appreciate you taking my call here and my question. So uh, probably like many of your listeners, you know, I've, I've saved, I, you know, put money in the 401k, you, you do all these things. And I uh, had a planned retirement in the end of March retired, and I've got tons of deferred income now that I'm now starting to see the tax man come. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, Question concerning how best to deal with deferred income. Uh, I've got traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401Ks, deferred income from my employer, uh, promissory notes.
1: When you say deferred income, is this a non-qualified deferred compensation plan? Correct. Okay. And how old are you?
3: I'm 68.
1: And let's start with a deferred comp because that you've already made the election that's irrevocable. What what are the payment streams from that, and how many years will that go for?
3: Uh, it's going to go ten years. Is about one point one million in it. Uh, it's more front loaded and uh, provides. Uh,
2: like one hundred and twenty five hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year.
3: Yeah, this year is. Uh, I had to take some out this year, it was 240. Next year, next three years will be 188, then 138, and then 75 to the remainder Got of it. ten years.
1: Got well, it. Well, I mean, one good thing for you is that the required minimum distribution age was pushed out from 70 to a half to 72. That'll
3: correct.
2: Yeah. And uh, what state do you live in?
3: I'm California.
2: And how long uh, do you plan on living in California forever?
3: Uh, Probably not forever. At some point in time, I've got my kids live here. They're all grown. Yeah. Okay. And so one's more locally, and the others are in Southern California. Are you married? Yeah.
1: Okay. And what do you? What's yeah. your? What I'm do you have? Five. What do you have in four um, hundred one ks and IRAs, non Roth, the traditional. Uh,
3: traditional IRA is about thirteen. Roth is about one twenty two k. Uh, the 401K is 1.6. Okay. And the deferred was 1.1. 1. 1. And I also, well, that's the deferred. I also, have uh, a promissory note when I work. I worked for a private company, and you could buy stock early on, which I did. And over the 30 years I was with them, it appreciated. To when I retired, it was a 1.2 million capital gains. So, um, what
1: year is that coming? Back, is that this year?
3: Uh, well, half of it came this year and I think half is going to go next year. They converted it into a promissory note yep. because of COVID. Uh, and we're looking to spread it out over four years, but they continue to do well. And so they paid half here in August and probably the other half is going to get paid next year in April.
2: And that's $600,000 each year. Uh,
3: About, about, uh, actually it was 730 this year and about 716 next year.
1: Okay. And what was your annual income the last couple of years? While you were working?
3: Uh, Around
1: 300. Okay. So you're used to having uh, significant tax bills.
2: And do you have money outside of an IRA, like in a brokerage account, any appreciated stocks?
3: Right. Yeah, I have money in uh, uh, like Vanguard and also Fidelity. So uh, there's, you uh, know, trust is like $3.5 mm-hmm. Brokerage accounts are about a million. And then there's outside of that, um, you know, banks, Allied bank, so forth, about a quarter of a million.
2: Okay. So there's a couple issues. Um, and, and your question was, you know, tax obligation. there's there's not a lot you can do um if you're charitably inclined what you should be doing is gifting appreciated shares out if you
1: can out out of your brokerage account
2: out of the brokerage account and you can put that into a donor advised fund once you get to required minimum distributions at age 72 you should look at using your required minimum distributions to actually go um into a uh they go directly to charities. Yeah, if, let me, let me yourself, step
1: back. You, so you, you, you probably have more assets than you're going
2: to spend in your lifetime. Is that fair?
3: Uh, probably. Uh, true.
2: I'm guessing that m- making $300,000 a year and then having a, an asset base that- You've it, saved we, a lot. Yeah, you've yeah, you've a good done, yeah <laughs> it's well over $10 million. Trust and, us. We see people who make 300000
1: a year and don't have a dime at retirement.
2: Yeah. It's called big hat, no cattle. Um, so, so I think that the biggest issue is with you is I would worry first of all about estate taxes, estate taxes. So I assume you have a living trust in place. Correct. Okay. I would actually, I would consider a gifting program right now to your children or moving uh, some of these assets into an irrevocable trust. Scott, you giving me. no no. Up. I mean,
1: the challenge here's. I mean, currently it's five million dollars per individual with inflation. It's about eleven million dollars for a couple. That you can transfer. Um, I'm sorry, it's double that amount. Right? Yeah, about it's, eleven it's million. About
2: twenty-three. It's about twenty-three million right now.
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh, and which is set to expire in 2025 under the, uh, under a That's, Republican administration. It's already set to expire in 2025. In 2025. But there's a chance, depending on how the election goes, that it could exp- <laughs> it could be repealed and reduced um, next year. So it's something it's something to consider as far as long term planning. And so the money's here's I mean here's so you you're, I think you called regarding some current taxes. We're looking at it like what's the big tax? The big tax is the the gift and estate tax, which can be avoided. Any money you give to a charity is exempt from that, but the concern is what happens if, if after this fall, the gift tax and estate tax limits the exemption gets reduced back to a million bucks, let's say. And then was all of before.
2: a sudden, or even a eight, couple million dollars. Yeah, all of a sudden, if it goes back to the historical norms over the last thirty years, and it gets repealed back to a million dollars, all of a sudden you have an estate that's worth over ten million, and eight million of it will have an estate tax on it. So you're talking that could be about half. You're talking about income tax and what to do now. And really, there's not a lot you can do. Except gi- you can gift
1: whatever you gift. Yes. Yeah. That's real. You have to. Be, you got extremely high income this year. Yes. And if there's some securities that are highly appreciated in your brokerage account, you can gift those to a donor advised fund. Let's say you gift $100,000 where your cost basis is 10 grand. All that
2: capital gain is forgiven. Understand uh, based on your cost basis, but at the same time, you have to do an analysis. Does it better for him to actually wait and use his required minimum distribution? Well, no, to do but so? he's got. He, I mean, if you look at the income No, he's I got, got this it. Year, I got you, right? $730. he has got like 000, 000, 000 in, bucks. a yeah, million the next dollars next in income years. in the next couple of years. So if you have highly appreciated securities and, and you chari- are so charitably inclined.
1: This year and next year are your best years.
2: Those are the best years. After that, then you would actually start looking at using your required minimum distributions to go to charities. Those can't go into a donor advisor; and They have to go directly to the charities under current law. But that is the big issue. The big issue that I would, if I was your advisor or any of our advisors at all, were sitting at a table, would be, what are the ramifications for estate taxes, and does it make sure makes sense for you to gift some of these assets out of your estate now, when we know that uh, th- these estate and get gift tax are in historically high level in terms of the amount that you could give? It's over twenty three million dollars. And
3: right. I currently e- have 529 plans for all my grandkids. That's
2: a completely different issue. This is actually moving these monies. Well, it's part that, of the issue. The, well, chal- the challenge is... There's only so much money you'll put in 529. That's
1: right. <laughs> uh, so th- this is an area that
2: to be focused on. I and, have- and I think actually charitable
1: gifting this year can make a lot of... You, you, you're in <laughs> California now paying... You're going to be paying the 1% surtax um, for, for mental health. In California, which they enacted a dozen or so years ago.
2: To the fact that a large portion of the homeless population has mental illness, but they've increased the taxes and it's only gotten gotten worse. So I would look at a gifting program and then I would sit down with a qualified financial planner or an estate planning attorney and I would look at setting up what's called an irrevocable living trust. The problem with it is the word irrevocable, which is you give it away, you could still manage it, Uh, You actually don't even have to, you would use your brokerage accounts most likely to fund this thing. And then uh, you can still manage it, but you can't draw those dollars back into your state, which is the whole reason behind doing it, is to get it out of your state for estate tax purposes. And I know you didn't call for that. You called about taxes, but that's the tax i worry about.
3: So what's the difference between that? And
2: a charitable remainder trust. Uh, they're very similar, except the beneficiary on a charitable remainder trust is the charity. And it, it, look, it part of it depends on how much you
1: want to go to your your kid, and everyone's different. My my personally, um, the majority of my state is not going to go to my children. That's just me personally. And and, and I'm exactly the opposite. <laughs> so, and everyone, you know, and 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 so it really comes down to what you want to do. And, and but to, to, but for both of us, it's like this is the, this is the tax that you sh- that is the biggest issue for you. Income tax is bad. Yes. It's the estate and gift tax that I think is going to be worse. And all your planning needs to be taken. In, that needs that needs to be the focal point
2: first so so as you just said what's the difference between the crt charitable remainder trust and the irrevocable trust is who the ultimate beneficiary the of the money is the charity the they, charity they great for that or the, the 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 beneficiaries of the irrevocable trust which in most cases are people's children in most cases
1: yeah anyway so, paul appreciate the call and, and great job
2: was, what a great saver hope this was helpful
1: and it is saving i'm telling you we we had a couple come to us years ago. This was a long time ago when seven hundred thousand a year really meant something. Yeah, no, joking. <laughs> That's right? a lot of money. Couple made seven hundred thousand dollars a year. That was their income. They had n- no equity in their home. They had about a hundred grand in their retirements saved, combined. They were in their forties, I fifties, I think. They were. They did well. They came in to see how they can get access their of uh, their four hundred one k monies today to help pay for their travel expenses. And what did you tell them? Wow. It was a bad idea. I mean, come on, what did I tell them? <laughs> like, I, I never seen I mean, it. was like the, about the worst case I'd seen of someone being so <laughs> negligent in their own future.
2: Yeah.
1: They're both physicians, which you think that, unless wow. you plan your health future, can't you think about your financial well, future?
2: Well, it doesn't.
1: I know. Like, whatever. You understand. I'm just how it bringing works. up the point it's not easy to save regardless of one's income. It's not easy to save regardless of one's income. And the key to having finances at retirement is that discipline and saving. Let's continue on at Allworth, 833-99-WORTH. We're in Cincinnati talking with Richard. Richard, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
4: Hello, and uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate the the advice you uh, get on the podcast every week. Thanks, Richard. Um, I have some current and future tax planning questions and concerns um, in regards to IRAs capital gains and taxation on, on, on Social Security and means testing of the Social Security in the event that it comes about. So a little bit of background on us. Um, I'm 59. My wife is 58. Uh, we have $2.1 million in IRAs and about 600000 in Roth IRAs.
2: It's almost wow, like you've you. It's almost like you've listened <laughs> to the show before, and you actually know the questions. I mean, that's pretty ask. good. 20, you, you, yeah. You've got twenty percent <laughs> of your retirement in Roth. A that's good job.
4: Good. We're 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 trying. We're trying, and um and that's uh part of the question because the other question on top of this is the I have a brokerage account about three million dollars, and it throws off about a hundred thousand dollars in distributions every year. So it's not very tax efficient. Oh, mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's, I have about $800,000 of capital gains within that brokerage account. Okay. So I'm trying to the questions are really the Roth conversions. I continue to do Roth conversions every year between a and 200,000 a year. How, how much is your uh, income? We're both, we're uh, both retired. Okay. We're both re, Well, let me back up. My wife's retired and I'm doing some part-time consulting. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to, we're doing Roth conversions and we've been doing it for the last few years and between $100,000 and $200,000 a year, trying to stay in that 22 to 24% tax rate. And I guess my question is that in, in, in the long term, is that, you know, I want to get as much over from my IRAs over to my Roth IRAs without paying as much as I have to in, in the current taxation. But and that I don't know if there's any other tools or any and, other ways to,
1: to minimize you're, that. You're a resident of uh, Ohio. What's the tax rate like in Ohio? Is it a flat rate? Is it a progressive rate?
4: It's um, I believe it's a it's a progressive rate up to a certain point. And I don't know if we're going to stay in Ohio 100% after, we, after our kids, or grandkids, get to a certain age. But um, we're and not sure if we're going to go to Florida eight, or Tennessee. You're
1: 800000 in capital gain. When I heard that, once, I thought, um, you, oftentimes we see people will, will hold on to a certain investment because they don't want to tri- pay the taxes on it, and they'll own it way past the time that they should. Maybe they're not diversified well enough, or it's just not the right. Do, is that 800000 gain between one or two securities, stocks, let's say?
4: No, most of it's in mutual funds. Okay.
1: And is, um, are those the funds people that are—are fund. are, are those the ones that are distributing— um. Uh, the, the the taxable income to you each year. Yes. Yeah. So you've owned yeah. these you've owned these funds for years. They've done well for you. You wouldn't buy them today because they're not tax efficient. But yet, and, your your cost base is so low. You're kind of stuck.
2: Is and I really assume you're not yeah. reinvesting in there. You're letting the the distributions go to cash.
1: Yeah,
4: I I recently changed that about a year ago. I I changed the distribution. instead of reinvesting them, I'm going to cash.
2: Okay, thank you. Because for the rest of the listeners, when you reinvest, which is what normally a lot of people will go to the default, you're just buying something more that you probably don't want any more of because you checked the box that said yeah. reinvest. Well, Richard would not
1: buy those funds today because they're spending too much in cash. I understand. Right? Yeah. So that's right. why he changed it last yeah. year to quit.
2: So w- what it was, any if there's ad- any
1: charitable giving at all, it should come from the most appreciated security. By the way,
2: And yeah. I assume you're doing that.
1: We are
4: in uh, in certain cases. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, you can actually set up a charitable gift fund and, uh, and put the money in there. What do you, what do you, uh, first of all, is any of this money inherited or did you earn all this?
4: This is all earned income.
2: And what do you live on?
4: Um, we live on i Consulting. I'm doing consulting right now. So basically I'm living on the consulting. Um, and what do you earn
1: seasonally. for that ballpark?
4: Um, Anyway, between 100 and 150,000.
1: You've done really you well You realize most of the most of the listeners are like, What? How do I get, <laughs> what? Do I get rich at fifty nine working part time <laughs> as a consultant, probably only doing stuff you want to do? I got I got almost
2: six million dollars in investments. Where's this happen? I want that. <laughs> I think
4: most people Well, are there. I, I we're very fortunate. We're very fortunate and, and we realize that and and um you we, we we obviously worked hard for it, so yeah.
1: Well, it's always good to keep a little humility in too, right? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> and so your living trust is up to date. Um, yes. I What's don't, your main question? Yeah, do not like, I don't, well, like I, you're checking I, I, all yeah, the boxes.
4: Main, my, well, my main question is two questions that you know, continue my current strategy of $100,000, 200000 in, in Ross a year, trying to stay in that tax range, but more as important is that $800,000 in capital gains – my 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 basis, not my basis. My my real question is that I've been ignoring that for a while because I'm the step up basis and an mm-hmm. event of an inheritance. But right. so if that goes away, or in the event that I want to be more tax efficient, when should I start realizing some of those capital gains throughout when I'm doing conversions, or wait till I'm
2: seventy two, or maybe never?
1: Matter? Yeah, I think it depends on really what the what the securities are. I mean, if it's a if it's a, it sounds like they're mutual funds. If they're good enough mutual funds, maybe you. I mean, you don't want to just borrow trouble.
2: Yeah, and especially you said that you may not live in the state of Ohio. If you move to a zero-income tax state, that would be the time to actually start recognizing those.
1: I would, the, 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 the IRA – see, the nice thing about those capital gains, there's no no one saying at age 72 you're going to have to start realizing some of those. Right? right? And the current law, as you said, the current law, you, when the first one you pass away, you receive a step-up in basis. But the IRA at $2.1 million in in – 12, 13, 14 years from now, it's probably going to be three and a half million. And now exactly. we're talking a hundred grand a year to start requirement to start. of distribution.
2: So so I, I like the fact that you stopped the reinvestment in dividends. If you're gifting either to a charity or to your children, use those appreciated um, uh, equities, those appreciated mutual funds in the brokerage account to give to them.
3: Okay.
4: Right. So so go from the brokerage account, the appreciated assets, give those over to the children.
1: Yes. Or the grandkids for college or whatever, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Assuming they're in a lower tax bracket. Yes. Uh, yes, they are. Or even, even if they're the same, it's like, let
2: them deal with the taxes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, but I think you've checked all the boxes. Um, I think you've checked all the boxes.
1: Yeah, and I like the way you're thinking about it. I mean, you seem highly diversified in your tax strategy, right? And that that's what you're trying to accomplish here, which is... I gives am. you a lot of flexibility. to get because who knows a lot what's of coming. On the you yeah, mentioned I've a lot of,
4: sorry. I've done a reading on the Roth and making sure that you know, hey, whatever I can do to put as much in there as possible. Because even though you have a 10 year to to take that, their kids have 10 years to take it out of the, uh, the 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 money out of the Roth. It's still the most efficient way of passing money to the currently air. yes under
2: under current tax laws. So. You, you, that's why you you don't bet on any one thing yeah. all the way because they could change it to a wealth tax or you know, excise tax an excise tax Surtax.
1: And, or actually, I mean, California, we've seen it all. So, <laughs> yeah. So
2: it's, it can,
1: <laughs> I mean, really, you see all kinds of crazy well, taxes and, um, and that's that's
4: really something like concern is that you start putting in a means testing on social security. There you, you, go. You, you
0: know,
4: I just, uh, you know, again, you work hard for the money and you don't want to, you, you want to pay your fair share. Not. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll do pay what I have to pay, but I don't want to pay more, any more than I have to. Well,
3: that's, well, that's why you're, that's, it sounds that's, to me like you, you're doing you've done just a great about job.
1: everything you can to um, to get that tax down. And some people probably look at this as, well, well, what's fair share? And that's a whole thing. What's, what's political that mean? Thing. We're not going to get into that. Instead, we're taking a quick break. Stick around for more All Worth's Money Matters.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Do you have a financial question that needs answering? Call us at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters.
1: Scott Hansen here. Pat McLean, And we are going to um,
2: adhere. here to... Back to the calls, let's talk. Wait, Scott, wait, can we for a second here? I wanted to talk yes. about how COVID-19 may be unconsciously affecting your financial decisions. And so this isn't anything new. This is not. Is this is ambient? Something? Yes, and I tried to talk about it last week, but we ran. Ambient what? ambient? They call it ambient emotion. This is the first time that uh, I've actually used. I've heard this word. We talk about it all the time. Well, behavioral finances
1: is a major issue, obviously.
2: Yes. And people actually, when they have changes in their life, uh, oftentimes having nothing to do with the market, their view of the world, including the view of their investments, changes. That's why if someone becomes a widow or a widower, we try not to encourage any sort of uh, major financial moves for a period of time, at least six months, until people can get through the morning if there's a sickness or illness in the family. That is behavioral finance. But they call this ambient emotion. And um, what the idea behind this is that it causes dramatic shifts in the underlying moods of millions of people of what's going on because yeah, of I the isolation. That. <laughs> right? I, yes. Uh, the, the, the the change in your environment, the way you interact with your your. Uh, your coworkers, your family, I, I, your neighbors. I found I don't have
1: the same patience for my wife as I have in other times. Really? Yes, I've just got, and I um, realize, and it, this things, I mean, she's the same woman I, I love and I've married, been with for 30 years. But you're not. And fi- I find that I'd snap at her things that it's just how she's wired. And like, and all of a sudden I realized that you know, she's not going to
2: change. So she I, she, have to she, she married myself. you for better or for worse, but not for lunch. And now you're at well, lunch every day, right? It's almost too much, too much
1: time together. I, I, I was used to be, I, before this. I was traveling for business
2: at least at least once a month, if not twice a month. Yes. So I was on the road a lot. I find myself riding uh, my bicycle a lot, listening to <laughs> podcasts okay. by myself, I, listening to podcasts. By the way, uh, Wondery app. Uh, with, I listen to this podcast you called. And you can't hear anything. Oh, well, I'm on a bike trail, but it's called We Crashed, and it's about. Uh, the WeWorks and how it crashed and the whole story behind it. Okay, anyway, so let's but, finish this so we can go to the calls. Rates <laughs> been on hold here for a while. I'm getting we'll get older, so I've got to extend this story I'm like in 17 different directions. <laughs> so it's called ambient emotion. So these are the things that you should try to identify in your own emotions. Uh, realizing this may be affecting your decisions, your financial decisions. It's fear, anger, sadness. Fear, anger, and sadness, which is... Is this affecting how I am actually managing my money? And what what you have to do is you have to go through a – you've got to take your time. If you have an impulse to make a decision, step back for a little bit and think about it for a number of days. Uh, you know, is, is this being driven by fear, anger, or sadness? Is this causing me to actually act in a manner that may not be good for me in the long term? So.
1: I think also, Pat, there are uh, a lot of people that they know they need to be doing better planning with their finances and have put it off because they're in this. It's a strange time. Look, We all have con- there's concerns for our own personal health, the concerns for the health of our loved ones. We all have people in our life that we would like, that person should not be getting. Right? That's be very yes. worrisome if they got COVID. We all have people like that in our life. So there's those issues. Then there's the economic uncertainty Add to the political uncertainty, yeah, and And, and, and then social uncertainty. And so, so there's there's people that have done that need to be doing a better job planning that have put that off. And if that's you, uh, I'd encourage you to get that planning done that you need to do. Get make sure your things are set up, your finances are set up in such a manner. Meet with that financial advisor that you've been putting off. it's been it's almost seven months now, so it's oh, this could this could and it's go not on. going away no. any
2: tomorrow. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's in some um, states it's, it's more than others. We're broadcasting from the state of California.
1: Yes, well, we are in Sacramento region. It's not quite like the Bay Area or Los not
2: Angeles. It. Yes,
1: 99 Worth is the number if you'd like to join us. 99 Worth. We're talking with Ray. Ray, you're with All Worths Money Matters.
5: Hi, Pat. Hi, Scott. Hi, Ray. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for holding. <laughs> no problem. Uh I'm a long time listener and I know you guys aren't supposed to say, uh, you know, you're asking for endorsements, but I, I can attest all the, I've been listening for <laughs> you so long that I endorse you guys whenever I could, because I've learned so much from you guys. Well, thank
1: you. Well, thank you, Ray. I appreciate that.
5: Uh, I just have a couple of questions about, uh, Roth conversions. And uh, I'll I'll give you my quick background. So I'm retired and I just turned 65 this past May and I just started taking Medicare and Social Security. Uh, I'm lucky to be able to uh, live off my pension and not able to pull money from my 457 deferred plan. So I guess my question is, can I convert funds from my 457 deferred plan to my Roth IRA without having any earned income this year, uh, a friend and I were talking and he was thinking you had to have earned income in the year you do the conversion. No, so, no, <clears throat> no you, it,
1: you need earned income if you want to contribute to a Roth, but you don't need any earned income in order to convert money, existing money from a so if traditional retirement plan like a 401k, 457 IRA into a Roth.
2: So what that means is that if you had earned income, you can contribute up to $6,500 uh, into a Roth IRA at age over 7
1: 50. isn't 7 grand 7 grand this year I'm sorry and plus
2: the catch up a catch up so but in your situation it doesn't matter whether you have earned income or not now that may or may not be a good idea what is your uh, first of all are you um are you married yes i am okay and what is your income from all your sources your pension and your social security and any other income that your spouse may make I'm
5: trying to keep it below the threshold where you have to pay the surcharge for Medicare Part B. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm I'm around 160, 165.
2: Okay, and how much is the balance in your 457?
5: I think currently it's about 875,000. So my plan was to try to convert as much as I can. So when I reach RMD uh, age, I won't have to take as much, and hopefully that doesn't push me into a higher tax bracket. Also,
1: yeah, because if you were at required minimum distribution, yeah. the challenge—if you do some conversion now, um, one, you are in a higher tax bracket, and you live in California, it looks like by your looking at your phone number. Yes, I am. Okay, so you're 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 already in a ten, I think, at either nine point three or ten point three level for California. Do you plan on continuing to live in the state of California?
5: Yes, I do.
1: So y- y- if you do some conversion, you're going to end up having to pay higher taxes, California taxes, as well as a little bit higher federal taxes. And to your point, it might cause a bit of surcharge, which think of it as a small tax. It's, it's not that high a percentage when you calculate it all in, but it, it is something that needs to be factored in. The, the only way to determine if it makes sense for you is to run the numbers. Yeah, is to do
2: a, a pro forma tax return. Yeah. Do you have any other assets?
5: Uh, yeah, I have a, a stock fund. How much is in the stock I fund? On the side. Uh, probably about 300000 Okay,
2: and is your home paid for? Yes, it is. And your number
1: one question for us is on the Roth conversion.
5: Uh, yeah, well, to, to tell you the truth, I've been retired for uh, about seven or eight years and I've been converting a little bit each year.
1: Oh, uh, what do you have in Roth now?
5: I think about 60,000.
1: And when did you begin social security?
5: This past me.
1: Got it. Yeah. Uh, it. it the challenge with the social security now is it's, you've got additional income. Yeah.
2: You could, you could run a pro forma on this, which is what, what basically is you run a tax return with, uh, y- your current situation, and then and you run it with the c- dollars being converted into the Roth, there, there's, there's not going to be much there. If you are so charitably inclined, I would wait uh, until the required minimum distributions are required at eight seventy two and use those dollars for charities, the RMDs, before I actually um, started to uh, convert, if you were so charit- right. charitably inclined. It's Otherwise, nice. there's not much you can do.
1: Now you got to run. The, well, I'd I, run the pro forma, and then I'd say, like, what would the tax rate need to be in the future? How much higher would taxes need to go up before this is going to hurt me?
2: Um, or a good yeah, financial advisor would actually run the. But your numbers are so close; it's not. If you said my income's forty grand, it'd be easy. But your income, fortunately, is one hundred and sixty. It still
1: it 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 might make sense for you, depending how large are, are, is your pension.
2: Uh.
5: Well, between my wife and myself, it's I think about eight thousand, I guess,
1: a month. And is there uh, was that probably as guaranteed cost of living adjustment, so that'll go up with inflation. Yeah.
5: Yes. So I don't mind paying the taxes right now because I'm, my my thinking is I think along with yours, taxes are going to continue going up. So. I don't mind paying it now. And then if I have to pass it on to my ears, at least they won't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah.
2: there, You might have a little bit of room, but there won't be a lot. Yeah. I'd run the numbers. You got to run the numbers.
1: Yeah. You can little... just do pro forma. And say, so what happens if I gift? What, what happens if I convert 10? What happens if I could 20,000? And, and you can look at the numbers and it's worth doing it. Yeah. There's no question. You've got a couple months before uh, the, uh, December 31st. And um, I think it makes uh, tremendous sense um, running those numbers. And it might be a great thing for you to do because you already, y- that income is not going down in retirement. Your pension's not going down in retirement. Uh, I mean, sorry, it's, it's, it's not at age 72. And, and your, your 457 is going to continue to grow, odds are, between now and 72. And your required minimum distributions, they're going to get worse the older you get. Yeah. So it's worth taking a look it's at. Like,
2: yeah. And there might be a little bit of room there. And I assume that you have a, uh, in the state of California, a living trust.
1: Yeah. So anyway, hey, Ray, appreciate the call. Um, let's continue on. If you want to be part of the program, 833-99-WORTH. Numerically, it's 833 We're in Hawaii talking with Shane. Shane, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hello, Shane, you're with oh,
6: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us. What can we do for you?
6: I just had a question in regards to a, a retirement account. So I'm 26 years old and I'm in the military. The only retirement account that I currently have is a, a Roth TSP account. And I'm not quite uh, hitting the the max yet, but I was wondering if it would make sense to also go out with, uh, like, my bank, like Navy Federal, and get my own, like, traditional or uh, another 401k plan other than the military's, uh, does that make sense if I'm not even matching my my primary uh, TSP?
1: Um, how long do you think you'll be in the military?
6: Uh, I've been in uh, for eight years, sir. Okay. I mean, so do you, you want I, to make I, this I, a
1: I, long-term I, career?
6: Yeah, that's the plan, sir.
1: You don't have to call me sir. I appreciate that. I know.
6: When <laughs> gotcha.
1: he calls you sir, I feel like telling him to do some push-ups. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate your service. Uh, the The difference is the money that's in the thrift savings plan, It's it's it can't really be accessed until you separate service. There might be some other – or some sort of hardship withdrawal. Money you contribute to your own Roth IRA or maybe even traditional IRA, depending – uh, let's, I'm uh, going to guess that it's going to be a Roth IRA. What's your What's your taxable income annual income that is tax, uh, that you have to re, have to report?
6: It would be between sixty five and seventy.
1: And are, are you single or married? I'm married, and okay. you're an officer.
6: No, I'm enlisted.
1: Do you own a home yet?
6: Uh, yes, I have a property in one of my previous duty stations uh, that's rented
1: out. And what are you saving the money for? What's the purpose?
6: Uh, just, you know, pri- just a, re- a retirement fund, nothing particular to live off. So of I,
2: I, I like the way you're thinking. I would set up a Roth IRA. Uh, I'd go to, you know, Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade. I'd buy the total market index and I'd contribute a hundred percent into the Roth IRA. Um, because there's no match in the Thrift Savings Plan, it really doesn't matter. What it comes down to is liquidity, and the rules surrounding uh, the distributions. If you had to do one between the Roth IRA, the nice thing about
1: the Roth, you can pull the money your contributions out without any taxes or penalties.
2: Yes, so it has a yeah. it has greater liquidity options than uh, the the Thrift ser- Savings Plan, and because it's a Roth IRA, the taxation. It's great,
6: and that uh, that recently just changed. The uh, TSP is now—I uh, think a year and a half ago—it changed that they match up to five percent now.
2: Okay, so oh, you want you want to maximize that? Yeah, you want to maximize whatever the match is. Obviously, I don't know how
1: much that's too, but you want to de- definitely take always advantage
2: maximize to the to the to the maximum on the thrift savings plan, then fund the Roth IRA and once the Roth IRA is fully funded for you funded, and your wife. for both of you and if you have you want to put more money then come back to the thrift savings yes, plan totally agree with that and uh, max that out so you've got it's a three step process always do the match first free money IQ test always when someone says here's money what do you what do you say Thank you. Snap it. You would, <laughs> say, <Snatch> it. <laughs> you would say thank you, sir. But the uh, civilians would say thank you. Then you want to go. <laughs> then you want to go. And I'd buy, not, I'd buy the total market, and you're 26, and uh, you should be proud of yourself. Um, yeah, great saver. Um, very responsible.
6: Yep. And w- what's your opinion on um, the life cycle from the TSB? Do you think that uh, that would be the way to go? Uh,
2: what, what are your choices? Uh, the last time I looked, I, you only had like four or five choices, right?
6: Correct, yeah. I like would do 100%, 100% stock.
2: Yeah, they have a, I think it's A or B fund, which is 100% stock. Um, You're 26. Yeah. You we got plenty of market cycles to But the, but the lifestyle cycle, son, would be 100% stock at 26 anyway. Yeah,
1: as long as it's like 2060 or something, way out there.
2: Yeah, but you want to go to the 100% equity.
1: Okay, awesome.
2: All righty?
6: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank All right, Shane, you Shane. Thank you
2: for your service. Wish you, you, you well.
1: 26, man. Damn. Yeah. Married and career saving.
2: I wasn't twenty-six. <laughs> okay. I forget I forget. I'd been married for
1: four, four to... years when I was twenty six. I mean, right? my wife and I visited our, our son this week in oh, yes. Santa Barbara. How is Blake? Was, um he's good. He's
2: so <laughs> Did you go paragliding with him? Yes. Had you done that before? Yes. Oh, you have.
1: My son's gotten into paragliding, which is like you run off the side of a mountain with the parachute. Is it but, a parachute or a wing? They call them wings. It's a wing. And the, the, the goal is to catch thermals and so you can float around for,
2: but for it's, hours. It's not like a, it's not like a, uh, it's a fixed wing.
1: No, 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 no. That's a, that's a hang glider.
2: Oh, that's a hang
1: glider. Yeah. No, they're soft wings. It looks like a parachute. Okay. To me, it looks, I wouldn't know the difference. Okay. It looks like, yeah, it looks, it looks like a parachute to me. But it's a wing. It's a soft wing. Okay. At, that they can control and steer. And so he's gotten into this sport. It started, actually, we just talked to Shane in Hawaii. We were in Hawaii when he was a kid and he sees some brochure. Dad, can we do this? And the two of us went tandem paragliding where you're hooked onto someone else and pay a couple bucks and they take you flying through the air. And he loved it so much. Several years later we're in Wyoming he sees some brochure he talks me into doing it again with them and then after that every birthday every christmas all he asked for was paragliding lessons so finally on his 16th we did combined birthday and christmas we gained paragliding lessons okay. and then after you get into it you need your own you need gear and what I wasn't thinking about is that it's not the kind of sport you're going to buy used equipment for no, kid, right? that's right <laughs> <laughs> and it's not cheap equipment so we bought him then we ended up buying him the gear but he's gotten really in. he really loves it and he's 22, just graduated college, lost his job like so many. And so now he's working at this paragliding clinic in Santa Barbara. It's, I guess it's one of the best places in the country for paragliding at some school. And he, he's be also an apprentice to become uh, an instructor. I think if you calculate his wages, it's probably less than minimum wage. So did you
2: do it by yourself? Did you go solo or did no, you do no, no. tandem?
1: I, could, I guess you can do some class. He kept trying to talk me into doing this class where I can be solo. And it's like just the challenge is I don't have the patience for it because...
2: Yeah, you. Pretty, I'm guessing you want to know really what you're doing when you're up there. There's a
1: lot of times the like, weather's not right. They talk about you got to go to know. You have to actually go to the, the, the launch site to know if it's going to be good or oh. go to know. So there's, they, we sat around for a couple hours. They called it off because there was still fog. We went and had lunch, and then we got a call saying, hey, it looks like it's going to be good. Do you want to come back out again? So that's what the sport's like. Yes. That doesn't fit my personality too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sitting around well, thank waiting. Thank you for not going. <laughs> but we did the uh, yeah we did the, the my wife and I both did uh, tandem with tied to somebody else sitting in their harness thing and that's my
2: son's behind us. Oh, Out off it, Santa Barbara, the, was the, it off Gibraltar in Santa Barbara. Fun was it fun? Yeah. And your your son obviously he wanted a real job, but this is an alternative. Yeah. He's not going to do this. That's it's that's it's it's. it's, it's it, they're it's,
1: almost almost what eighty percent of, of his his friends in the same situation. It's hard unless you're a computer science major or some sort of major. You don't really have a job right now. Yeah, even business majors aren't getting jobs. I know it's just really a really challenging time yeah. for a lot of young people. Well, for lots of people, lots and lots of people. Um, but uh, it's funny because he was um, he was made some comment about people. Uh, who graduated college right in the height of the recession and what their career prospects were like 10 years later. I'm like, son, don't... Yeah, don't... Don't, don't, don't anchor don't, to don't, the bad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't go there. Don't anchor to the bad. But, but the, the kind of people who do... people It's a lifestyle choice to continue paragliding and not have a real career. So we'll yeah. see
2: what he ends up doing. He's going to have to buy an old van. He wants an old van. He has to buy an old van. Is he doing that zipline walking? Uh he's slack
1: line. Slackline. No. That's slackline. No, he's not into that. No. no. But he looks you probably haven't seen him in a while. His hair is massive. He's big beard and he's got these John Lennon glasses. Really? Oh yeah, you look you look at him and like, I mean he's got this curly massive head of hair, massive. <laughs> really? If it was straight, it'd probably be the middle of his back or something. <laughs> it's all curly. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all curly. <laughs> it's a big old beard, <laughs> and his little glasses.
2: He look, he look like like Jeremiah <laughs> Johnson.
0: <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right. It's like yeah, I don't know if I should cut my hair. I'm like, <laughs> what? Well, you're paragliding. Who cares? Are you? <laughs> No one's gonna want a preppy-looking paragliding instructor. <laughs> the guy
2: walks up there with polo <laughs> shirt on, little, little topsiders. I'm here for the
1: instructions. All right, <laughs> okay, we better take calls here. Let's. Uh, we're talking with Ruth. Ruth, you're with Allworth's Money Matters.
7: Hi, Scott and Pat. We really appreciate your insight and advice on helping my husband and I make a tough decision here. Oh, oh good. Well, thank
1: you. How can we help? Are you guys differing on your opinion? Does one say uh, one thing? A, li- a-, a little bit. All right.
7: <laughs> so you're going to help us uh, decide because we kind of jumped into this with not knowing a lot of things. And so we wanna make sure if we jump out that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot either. All
1: right, fire um, away. What's going on?
7: So I, I retired uh, last year and my husband's retiring in January. And right now we're trying to decide if we should sell our rental. We own one uh, single family home as a rental and we bought it about six and a half years ago And again, we didn't understand all things when we bought it, um, especially about the passive loss, not being able to be applied against regular income. And so while my husband and I were working, we were not able to take any deduction. Yeah, Yeah, we couldn't take any deduction for the depreciation. And I know that even though when he retires, um, we'll be able to take some of it, you know, a prorated amount or the whole amount. But this COVID has really like been a shock factor to us um with all things legal in california especially um our tenant stopped paying rent for about two and a half months and not that he lost his job but he said he wanted to get a break like everybody else and it took us a while to finally get him to pay and get caught up but it really kind of made us worry about um you know i know there's always risk with having a rental. what's what's what's,
2: what's the value of the rental
7: so we bought it six and a half years ago for two hundred eighty, and it's worth about four hundred to four hundred, you know, twenty. So, and considerably how much, literally four hundred.
2: And what's the net on it um, on an uh, annual basis after all expenses? How much money does it generate in taxable income, like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a month?
7: So, on a cash flow basis, we try to say that it breaks even. But realistically, I did a spreadsheet and figured out that we are actually positive cash flow of anywhere from about 300 to $1,400 a year. And what do you, what do you so, owe? On a
2: it? Did you say a year?
7: A year. So it's not a huge cash flow. It's not like it generates a lot of income. What do you owe on it? So we owe, um, let's see, $100. we we bought it for $280,000, we put 60000 down. So we owe about, I can't remember off on that.
1: And then what do you, so, so you're, you, what's your retirement? let forget the, the rental for a moment. What's your retirement look like? You re, you retired last year. Your husband's retiring in January. Do you guys have pensions? Um, my
7: husband has some smaller pensions. Um, he gets about 20000 or will at 20000 a year on pension. Um, once we start Social Security, we think that that'll be about 59000 a year. So uh, our savings are such that I I don't think that we'll I mean I really don't think that we'll need the rental.
2: How much is the for savings? An
7: income stream about 1.5.
2: Okay, and the so the, the, the last the last question for you is your home paid off the primary residence? Yes, it okay, is paid pay, off. Okay, get rid of it. Get, get rid of it. Get rid of it. You don't for, need it.
1: It's not yeah, providing it's not, any not, cash flow. Yeah, it's right? a pain unless you like going and working on it. Get rid of it.
7: That's well, a, like I say, with COVID, my brother happens to be a real estate attorney for commercial stuff, and he's sending me every other email about all the changes in the law and how long it will take to recoup it, and how hard it is to get it right. tenant out. Well, and not
2: only, but that it's not adding any value to your life. It generates almost income. The, 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 the it's done its job, which it, it appreciated made you, you made in value.
1: Some good money, I take the money. and I just
2: take the money and run. Pay the taxes. Call today. Move on. Enjoy sell, the retirement. I try to sell it
1: this. this I'd sell it this here. weekend.
7: So are uh, you both in agreement that uh,
1: you'd say you'd sell? Them? Oh, in a minute, uh, like that,
2: boom, finished. Okay. Look at the real estate market's hot.
1: In the, in the It's
2: the, not adding any value to your life. You're calling a, a complete strangers, asking them questions. This is
1: not. You've got the
2: retirement assets there. This is just going to be like
1: having an anvil tied to
2: your. That's leg. right. It's not. You're gonna. <laughs> you, you and it will give you and your husband something to fight about. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, well, we don't fight about it, but he was slightly
2: on the sell, and I was slightly on the oh, no, 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 no. This is on the, right. <laughs> the one and time that he's right. The one time. Hey,
1: <laughs> Ruth, appreciate the call. We're out of time. This has been All Worth's Money Matters. It's been great being with you. We'll see
0: you again next week. Again, All Worth's Money Matters.